What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Messy Roots Podcast. Y'all, I am super excited to introduce our special guest, Richard Faison, better known as Rich, or The Social Healer. He's super amazing. Um, One of the very few relationship coaches that I actually know. And really, um, small, like, fun fact, like, the first time I even saw or even heard about Coaching in general was because of Paul Brunson on Oprah's own network. This is before Iyana Van Zant fixed my life and everything. And even watching that at a young age, I was like, you know what? That is something that I actually like want to do. Um, and I eventually got to doing it. Right. And so I'm super excited for you all to hear about relationship coaching and how it goes beyond just like monogamous relationships and partner coaching, but like how we can actually think about, um, relationship coaching from a, from a place of really providing healing and, um, equity in unique spaces for leaders, um, and coaches of color. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy and and let me know um, if you have any additional information um, that you would like to know about Richard. All of it a lot, um, all of it a lot, but many of it you'll hear um, and see in the, the show notes. So just look at the show notes for uh, you to be able to click on this information. Um, and so let's give the mic to Richard. <laughs> doing great man i appreciate you you know uh reaching out to me and having me on your podcast man i'm super excited to get into it with you yes this is really good i love that um i've been able to actually like see like your work on instagram like crazy and i'm loving it because um the first coach i've ever seen was paul brunson it was a black male coach he's a relationship coach but i never seen any other type of uh black males that got into relationship coaching so i'm really excited to dive deep into like how you got there and like what are you trying to do with like this work so please like share your story like who are you um (laughs) and and that origin of like you know your background yeah so um what's up everybody Uh, my name is rich i'm a certified relationship coach um, so I worked in mental health for over 10 years. I've over 10 years of experience in mental health, working on people who are chronically ill, right? They're, they've been living with mental illness for a long time, schizophrenia, um, bipolar, depression, um, severe forms of anxiety. Um, and like anybody would tell you who worked in that industry for over, you know, five or 10 years, um, burnout is a real thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a lot of people are burnt out. I think it's like 67% of mental health professionals experience burnout at some point in their career. And that was me, you know, that was me experiencing burnout, but also knowing that I love, I love the mind. I love people. I love helping people navigate, you know, their internal storms, if you will. And I knew that I wanted to not continue that work with that particular population, but still, you know, help people along their journey. So mm-hmm. I was like, ah, what do I do, man? I remember um, driving home from work one time from the psychiatric hospital and I, I was talking to God and I was praying and I was like, um, do I want to become like a doctor, you know? And I heard this like resounding, no, like, no, you know, that really, that really shocked me. It was really jarring for me. And I was like, man, so like, what do I do? And then I just started looking up different avenues that, you know, people take 
And I saw coaching was one of them. So I'm like, okay, life coaching is, is a is a big thing that's happening right now. But I want to be a little more specific than life mm-hmm. coaching, right? So um, I've just thinking about my own history, like people have always come to me for relationship advice. Um, when I was in elementary school, I was a peer mediator, you know, helping people to like mm-hmm. come to like conflict resolutions and stuff. So I looked up relationship coaching and I was like, oh, wow, there's like a whole avenue. There's a whole like universe of like, you know, potential that I can you know do here but there's not a lot of men you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's usually when you see a relationship coach you see it's, it's a lot of women mm-hmm. um which is understandable that makes sense you know um but i really want to you know just take a chance and, and be a relationship coach um i know that being a man holding that space is is really significant right because it helps other men to feel more comfortable and be more receptive to the information um so yeah that's really just how i started um you know being burnt out and then just trying to figure out a pivot you know what i mean that's so good yeah, I think like everybody has kind of like that story that helps them to think about like how do I actually like want to impact the world, right? Yeah. And so like you literally pivoted from <laughs> from mental health, right? To like in in really what some would consider like the the toughness of mental health, right? Um to relationship mm-hmm. coaching. I think uh, it would be really helpful to explain that transition because a lot of people may have would, would think that you would do something in coaching in relation to, you know, the mental health field and, and specifically still that population. Um, but is it because that even in relationships, people have literally lost their mind, <laughs> which listen, is why listen. you are, that was, that's a clean <laughs> transition to get into, or, you know, tell me a little bit more about like that transition from that space to, to relationship coaching. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I think um people definitely lose their mind in relationships. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> and then also like just knowing the overlap of like like similar to what you're saying. Um, while I was working in mental health, you know, I was working with families. I was working with you know, um, I was talking to spouses and brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and you know, seeing how the the illness kind of like deteriorated different relationships. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, just. Paying, paying attention to myself i'm like wow this is so interesting because i i've always been interested in relationships like how th- like when somebody makes more money how does that influ- influence a relationship when somebody loses their job how does that influence a relationship um when you get married when you start dating like how do how do relationships change so that's always been something i'm interested in and then just how people think about relationships too you know what i mean we all have our own internal narratives of what is happening you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. what i love to do um as a coach is kind of like especially with couples like like what is the internal narratives that both people are experiencing and then is there some kind of like middle ground between the two um so like there's so much overlap in, in relationships and relationships affect everything you know what i mean um i think that's some of the the overarching work that i that i love to do and love to uh, highlight is like people think okay richard's a relationship coach so that's only if i'm like trying to get married or something and it's mm-hmm. like i do help people who are on the track to marriage who are who are newlyweds of course but we all have relationships that are near and dear to us we all have relationships that we would hope that would have more connection, have more intimacy, um, maybe can communicate a little better with somebody that we love. Um, so I love that part of relationships because that is like, what I always say is like relationships are the mirror for self, are a mirror for self-development. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when we look at relationships that we have with people, we can have, we can look at the relationship that we have with somebody and instead of like complaining about the person and like projecting our stuff onto the person, oh, when they do this, I get, I get angry or I wish that they would be like this. It's like 
they're using the relationship as a mirror to tell you to be honest with yourself about what is it what is the work that you need to do with yourself you know what i mean what are the areas of opportunity that you can grow um and i i just i just love that so like i do help people who are you know couples and on the track to marriage and stuff um but i also work with people who are in situationships um who are you know single and <laughs> yeah you know um single um all types of different relationship um statuses if you will so um it's all relevant to the work mm. So what is it that we are getting wrong about relationships? I love that. I love that. Um, I think um, similar to what I was saying before, like one of the biggest, biggest things that we get wrong is we think that um, other people are one intentionally doing things to hurt us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a that's a huge thing that comes up in sessions is like um, we have this we have this story that we're saying this person is doing this on purpose to hurt me. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we have to realize that people are on their own healing journeys. They're on their own self-awareness journeys. And we, you know, we, we make mistakes along the way. You know what I mean? We don't always get it right. And it's not like me intentionally doing something to hurt you. You know what I mean? It's just me kind of dealing with what, what I'm dealing with and you kind of like collateral damage, you know what I mean? And that, that, um, that causes people to like, challenge their victim mentality you know what i mean like yeah. you're not a victim like this this is not something that's happening to you right you got to process like how you're feeling and then what does that bring up for you because it brings back like things that happened to in childhood or in like teenagehood uh, early adulthood and it's like this person this relationship is an opportunity for you to see that within yourself and heal that you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's not some nobody's like doing anything to you you know what i mean yeah yeah so if somebody is experiencing that in a relationship, right, where they still believe that this person is intentionally doing this to me, like what would be like some advice that you would provide in order to help that person like get out of that situation or mm -hmm. to see it from a different perspective? Yeah. Um, so a few things like I'm trying to think of I had two I had two instances in my mind right now. Mm -hmm. Um one one was with a couple I was working with and that actually came up. Um, one of the people, one of the, per one of the people in the couple said that, you know, this person is doing this on purpose. You don't care about me. You don't, you know what I mean? So it was, a, it was a great opportunity because both people were there at the same time. So um, I let the person express that. Um, but then I asked the other person, I'm like, I'm like, are you doing this on purpose? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Is this, are you doing this intentionally to hurt them? And they said, no. So I said, all right, can we, can we kind of walk through, your thought mm -hmm. process, your feeling process in a particular situation, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we're walking through it and I'm like, I'm like, you see, they're, they're going through their own thoughts of like what the day is like, their own anxiety, their own frustration. And some of that is spilling over into the relationship, you know what I mean? But it's not mm -hmm. something that's intentionally happening to you, you know what I mean? Um, so that was one. And then also, um, I was talking to a young lady, she was in a situation and she was, you know, understandably so that the guy was kind of like um doing a lot of emotional abuse and stuff right um so she was feeling like a, like a victim um because of that and what i was trying to help her to see was that um we go into every relationship we're in that relationship for a reason you know what i mean and then what are what relationship does this remind you of when you were a child you know what i mean because mm -hmm. um and she didn't see that first, you know what I mean? She's like, mm -hmm. oh, it doesn't remind me of anything. But I'm like, I, I've been working mental health for over 10 years. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not how it works. Like, we mm -hmm. we repeat mm -hmm. relationships all throughout our life, you know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. for better or for worse. Yeah. So um, what what we were able to find out was um, you know, she had she ha- she kind of had two archety- archetypes of how relationships should work in her relationship with men. Um, one was healthy and one was not unhealthy, right? Depending on mm. um the person in her family. So I was like, you know, this person kind of embodies your relationship with this person. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, you've come to accept certain behaviors. Um, so I was like, we have the opportunity now to to create some boundaries, you know, to do some self work, to create some internal narratives that kind of lead you to stand up for yourself. You know what I mean? Like if that's how you want to look at it, um, always look at things from, in terms of like being a, a victor, right. Of being a person who yeah. is, who is overcoming, you know, versus being a, a victim. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, I definitely hear you when you're explaining that and talking about that because a lot of it, that a lot of our relationships actually are impacted because of the things that we have experienced um, in that's our right. own life. And, it sounds like to me, like with your work, you're definitely pulling a lot from relationships that you even experience, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, what part of like your story or even your life um, that you like use as a piece to help you to actually like dig deep into supporting other people and whether that be their relationship with themselves or like relationships with other people. Yeah, I love that. Um, so for me, my relationship with my mom, you know, really, um, I thought I had got over a lot of things from my childhood, you know what I mean? And like forgave her mm-hmm. for some things. But then when I got in my relationship with my wife, you know, mm-hmm. I realized that I was projecting a lot of my mother wounds onto my wife. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like I was taking things personal, you know what I mean? That my wow. wife would say, I was taking things personal that she would do. And I'm like, nah, yo, she knows what she's doing. You know what I mean? And uh, like uh. through, di- you know, talking to, you know, different, um, you know, older men, um, a lot of hours of Ian Levan's and Fix My Life. You okay. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so true. You know, with the, I watched Ian Levan's and with the, with the pen and pad, bro. And um, Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what got me also into like wanting to go into coaching and like, watching her wow. show. Wow. Like, I was yes. like, oh, like, same. I can't see myself doing that type of work. Yeah. Yes. Same. Not as so, aggressive, like... but like still, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> not as right. Yeah. But yeah, um, same spirit though. Um, But yeah, like my relationship with my mother and seeing how it was coming up with my relationship with my wife and and being a barrier to intimacy with my wife. You know what I mean? Um, I had to get over a lot of like the the, that victim consciousness, you know, healing my inner child and talking to my inner child and forgiving my myself for Mm -hmm. holding on to, you know, limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. um, that I internalized, you know, based on my relationship with my mother. So. Just by me seeing that in real life, like, yo, my mom's relationship, my relationship with my mother has affected my marriage to a degree, mm. especially early on. Like, seeing that in, in, in real time, in real life, I'm like, okay, this is something that, like, we're all experiencing in some kind of yeah. way. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. if I can help people to see that, that 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 uh, that relationship, you know what I mean? Like, that through line that plays a part in all of our relationships, I think um, we'll, we'll have, you know, better relationships with each other. You know what I mean? Because we'll, we'll know that will own our work and then other, everybody will own their work. What I tell people, what I tell couples, especially is like, okay, if somebody has like personal trauma that they're coming into the relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, we, we can break up percentages, like in terms of accountability, let's say like 80% of it is their accountability. Like mm-hmm. they have to do their own work. They have to do their own healing. Mm-hmm. 
etc. But also because you are in a relationship with that person, you do have a responsibility to to hold them with care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To to address them in a, and talk to them and, and be with them in a way that doesn't trigger their triggers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then also knowing like what my triggers are. You know what I mean? That's a yeah. big part of like the work that I do with people too. Like understanding your triggers and like, you know, people are not responsible for your triggers, but you have to know, you have to know what your triggers are and how to, yeah. how to, um, you know, relax yourself. You know what I mean? Bring yourself yeah. to, to center so that you can actually see what's happening in the relationship. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, like that was so good. That was so good. Because like one of the things that I'm thinking about right now is like one, relationships are just like such an important aspect of our life, right? Like I think Come on. Uh, yes, bro. Uh I there's two parts to this question. I'll first start off with the first one. Um, because uh I think like, you know, you're a businessman and uh and you know, and I share this with so many different other coaches is that in order for you to really, really become like that strong entrepreneur or that serial entrepreneur is really the relationships that you have with other people. So I want to step a little bit outside of the uh, monogamous relationships and talk about like, you know, what can, you know, relationship coaching uh, do to benefit me with oneself Right. Um, and then my ability to um, be able to network and to connect with other people in order to strengthen, you know, my entre- entrepreneurship journey. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so your relationship with yourself um, is really about what I'm what I'm finding is about what's the what's the story that you're telling yourself about who you are, you That's know, day, day in and day out. Um, because that story that you're telling yourself really impacts every aspect of your life, right? How you mm-hmm. show up. Um, mm-hmm. If you're telling yourself that, if you're telling yourself that you can do something, you're telling yourself that you can't do something. Mm-hmm. Both of those are correct. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, the mind, as you know, like the mind doesn't dis- make a distinguish. It doesn't distinguish between reality and fantasy. You know, what I mean? it's mm-hmm. all real to the mind. So like mm-hmm. I do affirmations every day, every morning, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so like just that, you, you know, affirmations help you to fortify your internal narrative so like relationship coaching like a lot of it when i work with people who are single or people who um if their spouse is not you know open to you know coming into the sessions and stuff mm-hmm. um a lot of the work is around internal narrative and like that helps us to create you know good goals that are really honoring like who we are and where we want to go in our lives um and then you know in terms of like networking and you know we all have to like be in relationship with each other so um, i always think about um what is be the person that you want to be in relationship with you know what i'm saying like yeah. oh, you know if you, so if you want to be yeah. it's so good mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like be like be that person embody that right so um speak to people sincerely you know and honestly yeah. and you know mean what you say there's a there's we can always work on how we phrase things because you don't want to phrase things to 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 offend people but you do want people to know that you are like serious and you know um intentional about what you're doing right um just be intentional with people and be sincere. I think um, asking more questions to people, you know what I mean? Um, that's always a great way to, to network and to know people and, you know, see what people need and see if you can actually fill that need. You know what I mean? Can you fulfill that need um, in an honest and a sincere way? Because we all want to, we all have something to offer people, you know what I mean? But sometimes we're just like, we're caught up in like the look of things and we don't want to look like lower than we are or we don't want to, 
this person to feel like they have power over us and all all these weird internal narrative stuff kind of like impede like sincere connection you know so yeah. i think when when, when it turns when it comes to networking just embody the per- type of person that you want to work with yeah well it sounds like to me like when you're speaking around this you know how many of us uh, know this to be true, but actually don't do it right. And when I think about being an entrepreneur and going mm-hmm. into business, you know, there's so many people that like burn each other. I just got done reading um black um founder um by Stacy Spikes, and he talks about relationships and its importance in growing like your business. Um, how much do you think that you know relationships have impacted? our entrepreneurship journey collectively maybe it's this Mm. this, let's go specifically for people of color like how Mm -hmm. do you think like relationships have has impacted our our um ability to really move our work forward and what are some remedies um that you think would be great in order to to solve this (laughs) yes yeah oh my gosh so um I've worked with, you know, some amazing people in my life. And um, they, it reminds me of this, this, um, this phrase. Um, if you want to go far, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, yes, go together. Yes, right? yes. Like that's, that's the absolute but how truth. How do you, you know do I mean? that though? Right? How do we do that? Yeah. Yes, because, yes. you know, when we, when we think yeah. about our, like our collective trauma and our individual trauma, like it really impedes uh, our ability to trust one another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so like, how do we get past that trust and how do we get past those trust issues is really just like having a lot of conversations and about, you know, what is the work that we want to do together? Like, how can we do that? And just be so upfront about like, obviously people want to get paid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's not, mm-hmm. let's not run away from that. People want to get paid. People mm-hmm. want to feel valued about their time and their contribution, you know? Um, so I think some of the ways that we can begin to remedy that is to one, you know, value ourselves and also value other people. You know what I mean? It sounds yeah. simple, but it's so like, it's so real because, you know, in this like capitalist society, like it's always about like one upping each other, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. one upping each other, a lot of times comes with devaluing another person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think for, for us, for black people, um, people of color, like we can do so much more work than we're doing now if we just do it together because there's so much, the value is really in the community. The value is in the tribe. You know, what I mean, everybody bringing their their unique gifts and skill sets to the tribe so that we can all win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, us really just looking out for each other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's, especially when it comes to like, I'm thinking like payment. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. if if somebody has a has a relationship, right? Like if you have a relationship with somebody and I want to have some other relationship, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And me, and you are having a good we we're having a good relationship. Of course, you're going to introduce me to somebody, right? But when I get introduced to the person that I want to be introduced to, I can't burn you and leave that's you. Right. That's you right. know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just simple relationship stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's this saying that uh, uh, I saw over the weekend. It said, dance with the, the person that invited you to the party. Because I saw that. Yeah, oftentimes we okay, we we get to the party and dance with the person that uh, somebody else who didn't even invite us, right? Because mm-hmm. then you'll be invited back to that party, you know. Come on now. Again, and I think like that is a relationship thing. I think uh, I think there's an additional uh thing that's being added to that dance, right? That I think uh impacts us. And I've been um listening to so many different people that talks about like if the if specifically the black community doesn't really uh 
invite this in or, or really take part of this, then this could be another institution that will impact our work um, and set us back. And that is uh, artificial intelligence, AI. And so I'm interested mm. in wondering, like, you know, how you perceive or if you could like forecast like how AI will impact us um, as it relates to relationships. That was my part two form Ooh. of the uh, the question. So how do you think AI is going to impact relationships specifically as it relates to people of color? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, AI, uh, so I have mixed feelings about AI, right? Um, only because <laughs> it's, a, it's, you know, like, yes, it's, it's a tool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like it's a, it's a tool, right? Um, it's yeah. a tool, and like all tools, tools are are reflections of the person who are who is using it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, if if you value people, if you value relationships, then you'll use AI in a way that only enhances that. You know what I mean? It oh, it good. increases the value. So good. You know what I mean? That yeah. that 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 you see in relationships, it increases the value that you have in yourself. You're not going to like. I don't I don't believe in using AI to like replace people or you using AI to like, you know, yeah. especially like in the work that we do, like you yeah. can't use AI to replace us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. that just doesn't really make sense. Um, but yeah. like I think about AI um, and just like helping helping us to to, you know, get more connection with people um, in, mm-hmm. in whatever way we can um, in the in therapy. I know that um, there's some implications in terms of like helping people with like with phobias and stuff, you know, mm, um, where you can like so use good. like augmented reality to like help people to like put people into like they make them face their fears in a safe space, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, virtual reality and stuff like that, like that's amazing. Mm. Um, but when I think about like AI in terms of like replacing people and replacing that human touch, that human interaction, that makes me that makes me um, that is like makes me want like well you got to err on the side of caution with that because we've seen through the history of psychology like you know when we prioritize other things above the above humanity it actually has a a reverse effect of what we wanted to do yeah yeah you know what i mean um something like um even something simple like uh, i remember they were with young children who were like orphans um people in the hospital were focused on like making the hospital as clean as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they had to make sure like everything was sterile and everything, but they didn't really pick the babies up or anything like that. Right. So babies were dying at a high rate. Um, so then they it reintroduced humanity into the, like picking the babies wow. up for a little bit, you know, holding them, hugging them, you know, putting them back in the bed and they started to live longer. So I think that if we look wow. at history, we'll see that, you know, nothing we're humans, we're social humans, we're creatures, you know, social creatures yeah. rather. Sorry. Yeah. So you, whatever we have at our disposal, whether it be AI or anything else, other types of technology, that's supposed to enhance the human, you know, condition. Exactly. It's not supposed to replace anything that, you know, humans need or provide for each other. So I think as long as we use AI in that kind of way, um, we'll be fine. Um, you know, using AI to write contracts and chat GBT and all that stuff, like that, all that stuff is cool. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you can't replace the human contact, the human touch. So good. So in, in, in closing, like, as we continue to move forward and, you know, so many things that are, that's being impacted um, through relationships and how relationships is, is so important for that uh, social connection, um, mm-hmm. where do you see your work going um, and how can other people like continue to be involved in, in your work? Yep. Um, so it's so funny you ask that because like right now, um, 
I'm I'm still like doing like you know like A B testing if you will like I'm still testing yeah. out like what yeah. what kind of works and what doesn't work um but um like something that I'm doing um with some of my my friends is that we're hosting um you know like speed dating events um because I think that's an opportunity for people to meet each other one like I, um we we target black people specifically right black people so like black people can meet in a safe space but I also use the opportunity to you know talk to people individually and as a group um about like just you know, uh, important parts of like relationships dynamics, whether it be, you know, in uh, platonic or relationship or, or romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely see myself doing more events like that. Um, also, I also do, um, I also co-host a, um, like a meeting of the minds, if you will, mm-hmm. um, in Brooklyn once a month It's called how we gather. Um, so it's like creatives, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, you know, business people that we all get together and we talk about different aspects of black culture you know that are interesting to us and it just creates a safe space you know i mean i get to talk Mm -hmm. about my stuff and relationships and stuff so um so doing like more events like that in real life just to show people like how relationships affect everything you know what i mean and then of course on social media i talk about very specific things you know what i mean like cheating and you know what i mean uh you know the date early dating phases and things to do in marriage and all of all that type of stuff but um i really see myself as a as um, I didn't see myself like this until I was in school, actually taking psychology classes. My professor, she told me that I was a social psychologist. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm a social scientist. Like if I was to go back to Come on now. in social science, I love studying people. I really Me do. too. Me too. Yeah, so yeah. I think so like so while I like at the top of the conversation, we were talking about like, you know, of course, it's like romantic relationships. But I also yeah. see it um, as a, in a broader sense of like humanity, you know, society, culture. I'm interested in all those things. So um, I will be writing on all those things and talking about all those things with people because I feel like that's my my true purpose, you know, yeah. for humanity is to help us to see how relationships affect every aspect of our lives. So good. So good. I love it. I think this is really, really great. And it can help so many different coaches to understand like the importance of incorporating relationship coaching, uh, relationship aspects into their coaching practice. But yes. So like when they know that, you know, their their coachee really does need to go deeper into relationships, they could be able to like reach out and and, and contact you. So um, rich information will be in the show notes so that you'll be able to click on it. Um, because oftentimes when you try to explain it on pot through a podcast, you know, like you can follow me here, you can follow me here. Like it's like and it I have to write it down. But most people are actually, you know, driving. So it's hard for them to do it. So all you That's have true. to pause. Um, the podcast when you stop driving or stop running while listening to it you can look in the show notes click um, on his instagram as well as um, information to get in contact with him and stuff so um, i'm excited about really um, connecting with you and continuing to uh, have you a part of like the messy roots family it's gonna be really really exciting um, to see the work unfold Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm just I'm so happy that we connected this year. It's like it's so funny, man. Like the universe aligns you with who you need to be aligned with at the right time. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm like you said, I'm super excited for the work that we're going to do, uh, you know, in the future. Uh, the workshop that we got coming up, like it's good. Yes. It's, it's up. It's going to be it's going to be good, man. A lot of value for the people, for the tribe. So okay. looking forward to it. All right. Let's keep it going. Yeah.